Hello and welcome to Building Brand You, the show where we help you to accelerate your success, getting you more clients, more revenue, more business and more opportunities by unlocking your greatest asset, you. My name is Kim Hayner. I'm an international business coach, a recognized global expert on leadership and visibility, and I designed this podcast for you to help you unlock what you already have and to give you a whole host of tools and techniques that you can implement in order to accelerate your success and build your own brand you. We also publish exclusive material, offers and behind the scenes content in our Building Brand You Facebook group. And if you'd like to find out more about our Building Brand You coaching programs, you can book a free 20 minute call with me where we'll explore where you are and whether Building Brand You coaching is the right fit for you. You'll find both of those links, as well as many others, in the show notes. So let's unlock this episode and lift the lid on what's next in Building Brand You. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this first episode of Season 4 of the Building Brand You podcast. Today, I want to start our journey in Season 4 by setting up the main theme. If you've listened to the trailer, uh, you'll know that this season has been inspired by Clayton Christensen's jobs theory, something I read about four years ago when I was recommended his book, Competing Against Luck. So today, what I'd like to do is share with you some thoughts on what job does your brand, that's your brand you, need to do for you. When I first read about Christensen's jobs theory, it wasn't only because I'd worked in marketing and innovation and was looking for a new direction or slant to my career. What struck me is how I could apply it to my life. In Christensen's book, he shares a specific definition that they use when referring to a job. A job is the progress that a person is trying to make in a particular circumstance There are three things he notes here. A job is progress. It's a movement towards an aspiration. A job is related to a particular circumstance, a specific context or group of conditions. A job is also not simply a need. It has emotional and social dimensions that often go unregarded. The milkshake dilemma is one of the most famous stories from the book itself. And I want to share a few snippets of that story with you. So in the mid-1990s, two consultants from Detroit asked if they could visit Christensen's office to learn more about the then newly published theory of disruptive innovation. For years, Christensen had been focusing on understanding why great companies fail. But in this conversation with these consultants, he suddenly realized he had never really thought about the reverse problem. How do successful companies know how to grow? And it wasn't for months later that he found the answer. The consultants shared with Christensen about a project for a fast food chain, uh, and their goal was to sell more milkshakes. 
So the chain itself had spent months studying the problem. They'd brought in customers that fit the profile of the quintessential milkshake consumer and asked them loads of questions. The chain tried many things in response to these customers' feedback, things that were specifically intended to satisfy the highest number of potential milkshake buyers. But within months, something notable happened. Absolutely nothing. There was no increase in sales of the chain's milkshake category. They thought about approaching the question by saying, I wonder what job arises in people's lives that causes them to come to this restaurant to hire a milkshake. They weren't just buying a product. They were hiring the milkshake, much like we would hire a person in our company to perform a specific job in their lives. What causes us to buy products and services happens to us all day, every day. We all have jobs we need to get done in our day-to-day lives. And when we do, we hire products or services to get the jobs done. It's an interesting way of thinking about it, isn't it? Anyway, the team went and stood in the restaurant for about 18 hours and they just watched people. What time did people buy these milkshakes? What were they wearing? Were they alone? Did they buy other food with it? Did they drink it in the restaurant or drive off with it? Now, it turned out that a surprising number of the milkshakes were sold before 9am to people who came in alone. It was almost always the only thing they bought and they didn't stop to drink it there. They got into their cars and drove off with it. So Christensen's people asked them, what job were you trying to do for yourself that caused you to come here and hire that milkshake? It soon became clear that These early morning customers all had the same job to do. They had a long and boring ride to work. They needed something to keep the commute interesting. They weren't really hungry yet, but they knew in a couple of hours that they'd get those mid-morning hunger pains. And it turned out that there were actually lots of competitors for this job, but none of them did the job as perfectly as a milkshake. One talked about I hire bananas sometimes, but take my word for it, don't do bananas. They're gone too quickly and you'll be hungry again by mid-morning. Donuts were too crumbly and left customers' fingers sticky, making a mess on their clothes and their steering wheel. Bagels were often dry and tasteless and forced people to drive their cars with their knees while they spread cream cheese and jam on the bagels. Someone else confessed, one time I hired a Snickers bar, but I felt so guilty about eating candy for breakfast I never did it again but the milkshake was the best option of the lot. It was substantial enough to ward off those looming mid-morning hunger pains, and it was so thick, it easily took people 20 minutes to suck it up through that thin straw. One said, who cares what the ingredients are? I don't know. All I know is that I'm full all morning, and it fits right here in my cup holder, as he held up his empty hand. But the one thing that was really striking was these milkshake buyers had only one thing in common, and it wasn't the demographics. It was they shared a common job they needed to get done in the morning to help me stay awake and occupied while I make my morning commute more fun. So let's think about that example. A whole lot of customers coming into the fast food chain wondering how they're going to make progress to aspire to something. They want to stay awake. They want to 
survive the commute to work, but also make sure they stave off those hunger pains. The circumstance is a long, boring ride to work. It's a particular set of circumstances. And the emotional social dimension is they didn't want to be bored, they wanted their drive to be interesting and they wanted it to be more fun. Now, Christensen goes on to explain that these same people might hire a milkshake later on in the day to perform a completely different job. They might be out with their kids and they've been saying no to everything they, their children have been asking them about and a milkshake might provide an opportunity for them to say yes to their child. So performing a completely different job of being a, um, a good parent, a generous parent, uh, keeping the children happy, and it's a different set of circumstances. So it's the progress, the aspiration, the circumstances, the particular set of conditions, and the emotional or social dimension. So how did all this relate to me? Well, when I left corporate life, I left as a result of a redundancy. The company I'd been working for had been taken over, and because I worked for head office, I had the option to move to the US or take a package. So I took the package, I had some time off, and what I wanted to do when I got back into the job market was actually to move towards a more creative and future-focused role. It was the kind of work I'd loved. So that was the aspiration or the progress I wanted to make. My particular circumstance was being out of work with a bit of a payout and not being able to find a new job that quite fitted that criteria. The emotional social dimension that occurred at first was that I wanted to have the flexibility and autonomy to travel like I used to have in other jobs. But when I looked at why that was, the way Christensen asked his milkshake customers, what I realized was that I needed to travel and be autonomous, whereas what I wanted emotionally was to spend more time with my family in Australia and my small, close circle of friends that were scattered all over the world. So all of a sudden, I had unlocked a new perspective to consider. How might I get this particular job done? And getting myself another role, no matter how hard I tried to shape it, just didn't seem to fit the brief. I had discovered the real job to be done. And in building my Kim Shape Box, my brand, I started to explore other options. I explored property investing, uh, management consulting firms, uh, speaking, interim work, and eventually I landed on building my own coaching and consulting business. And the decisions that I take in growing my business operationally are still guided by that social-emotional dimension to spend time with my nearest and dearest. And that helps me to decide what progress I will measure as circumstances change I also hire different things along the way to help me. So in essence, when we talk about building our brand, we need to think about what the job is we really want done. Not just the means, but what is the end point? Your brand, your business, your career, 
should serve what you want in your life. So if we think about that as the job you'd like to get done, let's think then about how you hire different things based on your progress, your circumstances, and whatever your emotional, social connection is. What causes you to pull particular products and services into your life every moment of every day? What job do you hire your car to do? It may not only be to get you from A to B. What other things does it do for you? What other jobs are you hiring it to do? Is it to look good? Is it to feel special? Is it to fit all the kids in the car at once so that you can take them on a round trip to school? What job are you hiring your car to do? And my final question to you is this. What job does your brand, your brand you, need to do for you? I'm going to leave you with that question to ponder over. Please join us for the next episode of Building Brand You where we'll talk more about the jobs to be done. Thank you for listening to the Building Brand You podcast. I'm Kim Hamer, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. For all the latest news and special offers, hot tips, and exclusive content, you can also become a member of the Building Brand You Facebook group. Just type Building Brand You into the Facebook search box and request to join. And if you want to unlock your reputation, your results and your impact right away, our new program, The Vice Squad, is now live. You'll find the link to find out more and to register your place in the show notes. I help people to accelerate their success by unlocking their greatest asset. If you'd like to find out more, please book in for a free 20-minute coaching call at calendly.com forward slash Kim Hamer forward slash BBY chat. Accelerate your results by unlocking your greatest asset, you.